0: Again, we are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister." The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives, us, who gives you his Holy Spirit. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning, my
1: friends. Good to be with you today. I prayed for you as I drove down here this morning, and I prayed for you as I was running this morning also. I got up early and went out and ran three miles, which for me feels like a marathon, but nevertheless, uh, I was praying for you while I was doing that. May I thank the uh, music team for that beautiful Uh, leadership that you gave us this morning. That was an anointed, spirit-blessed time, and I thank you so much. And Emily, thank you for your heartfelt prayer also and for leading us today too. Well, we are doing 1 Thessalonians, yeah? And we have looked at the marks of true conversion. Do you remember them? Way back, it was almost a month ago now, How can you tell if you're really a Christian? The gospel comes with power. You receive the gospel with joy, and you enter the long road of discipleship. Then we looked at how to do evangelism, looking at the example of of the Apostle Paul. Pastor David showed us how Paul gave himself, as well as a verbal witness, uh, the words of the gospel. And then we talked about what to expect when you share the gospel. Many of you were gone last week on the retreat. You might want to get that message and listen to it online because I gave uh, an important mm, warning or perspective about how opposition can be expected when we share the gospel. But also encouragement, also joy, when we see God work through us uh, to save the lost and build them up. And now today, we continue with our handbook for believers, How to Live for God. How to Live for God, verses 1 and 2. Finally, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact, you are living now we ask you and we urge you in the lord jesus to do this more and more for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the lord jesus the word instructions do you see that is a military term and it was used in the in the army perhaps in the navy to talk about the commands, the instructions, the orders passed down the chain of command. So the general might send a runner to the battle. That was uh, before the days of electronic communication, of course. And they would send runners with their messages. And the general might give the order, uh, form for the attack, attack at dawn. And the runner would take the command and deliver it uh, just as the general had given it, okay? A modern analogy for this term instruction might be football. The coach has a command, an instruction, he calls the play, and he sends a runner, a, a messenger, a player into the huddle, and he gives the coach's command, uh, fake the run, uh, screen pass to the right, Okay? Here's our instructions for the morning. Here's the command. Here's the the play. Here's what the Holy Spirit is giving us through the Apostle Paul. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. That's how we can live to please him. Of course, it's not the only way. It's not even the only way in 1 Thessalonians. It talks about all sorts of other stuff, but it's the focus of this passage, and it's a big focus in the rest of the Bible, avoid sexual immorality. The Greek word for sexual immorality is just one word. We translate it with two words. The single word pornea. You hear we get our English word uh, with the same uh, root word uh, pornography. This is a general word for all sorts of sexual sin. It includes sex between people who are not married. The old word for that is fornication. It includes sex with somebody, if you are married, uh, somebody you're not married to, outside of marriage. The old word for that is adultery. And it's a general word that covers every kind of perversion and sexual uh, activity outside of marriage, including our uh, mental or visual uh, sexuality pornography. The command from the coach, from the general, he has sent his runner into the huddle, the Apostle Paul, and now through the Apostle Paul to me, the command is avoid, run, dodge, flee, get out of town, avoid Uh, porneia sexual immorality. You may respond, whoa, man, that is one tough command. I, I kind of knew that was part of the Christian life, although she had stated so bluntly and plainly here. It's very tough. I mean, you ought to... Don't you go to movies? Don't you listen to music? I mean, man, you ought to see where I work. You ought to come to my school and listen to... Oy, yo, yo. this is hard... And so the Lord helps us out and he gives us instructions on on how to obey this. But before we get to the how, let's talk about why. Why avoid sexual immorality? You may feel like, what is the big deal? What planet do you live on? Why is God such a Puritan? Why does God give us this command? He gives us four reasons we should avoid sexual immorality. First reason is that the Lord punishes for this sin. And in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or sister or take advantage. The Lord will punish men, uh, humans, men and women, for all such sins. Some translations say that he avenges. It's probably a, an allusion to the Old Testament with uh, the avenger of blood. If you, if you you killed someone or wronged someone, then a close relative would avenge. And it was actually permitted uh, in the law and in that culture. It may have an allusion to that when we hear that word avenge. Here it's translated he punishes those who take advantage of of a brother or a sister. That sounds very harsh. It sounds like God's got a mean streak in him and he carries a big stick and whack, he punishes. The idea here is God looks out for and identifies with the weak, the vulnerable, the immature, the naive, the, those who are taken advantage of and he will punish uh, for such sins. What does this punishment look like? Well, it probably refers to this life. It may refer to the next life. In this life, we have things like a troubled conscience. Do you know what I mean? Our words profess one thing, I'm a believer, I come to church, I love you Lord, and I live my voice in worship, and then you live another way, Whew. that'll mess with your mind. Troubled conscience, that, that is the Lord through the Holy Spirit convicting, uh, you might call it punishing or Troubling. If you want to see it in action, look at Psalm 32. After David's great sin with Bathsheba and then killing her husband Uriah, he wrote a psalm, a poem about, Your hand was heavy upon me day and night, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. (sighs) Troubled conscience. This punishment may refer in this life to broken relationships, not having the ability to look at each other in the eye. You know what I mean? Can't look at your parents in the eye. Troubled conscience, broken relationships. But this is how the Lord disciplines his children. He is passionate for his own glory and for those who are taken advantage of. And that is the first reason why obey this command to live for him, specifically avoid sexual immorality. Second reason. Second reason, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. This is the doctrine of calling. God calls people by His Spirit. He works in their hearts and conscience and circumstances and families and so forth. And he calls them. And what is he calling them to? He's calling them to his own life, his own character. Participate with me. Come with me. Join my life. This is the doctrine of union with Christ. His righteousness becomes our righteousness. Our sins are put away. When he died on the cross, our sins were taken care of. And he has called us. And what kind of life is this? He has called us not to be impure, but to live a holy life. He is holy. And when he calls us into his life, we are holy. You raise an objection, a good objection. Well, my holiness is like like this compared to God's. Yeah, that's correct. It's always in the Christian life, three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward. (laughs) But we're on the narrow road, not the broad road. Halting and faltering and stumbling and limping, yes. (laughs) Yes. But the basic orientation of your life is Godward, because he has called you. He is sharing his life with you. He is devoted to his son and to his people, and so we should be devoted to the one we vow to, not tossing out emotions and heart and mind and body here and there devotion like like he is he is self-controlled and he calls you into that life he is pure we should be too he's called us out of this world into his kingdom so the second reason why make such a big deal, why avoid uh, sexual immorality, the second reason is calling. He did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Third reason, whoever rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God. God. To reject means to treat lightly or to set aside of no account, to like like whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. Just. Whoever treats this commandment lightly is not rejecting just a human. It's treating God lightly. That sounds very severe. You, you may think, well, I don't, no, 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 no. No, I love God. I appreciate God. Jesus is my Savior. No, I'm not treating him lightly. Well, let me, let, me see, let me see if I can explain the reasoning here. Let's, let's use an, an an analogy. Let's say that you're in a play, okay, and you're rehearsing the play, and you're an actor, an actress in the play, and the director says, okay, let's block the scene. Blocking means like position on the stage, movement on the stage, let's block the scene. Okay, uh, Jeff. Uh, When you say your line, I want you to walk down in front of the chair, and then I want you to deliver the rest of your speech from this position. Okay? That's simple enough. Let's give it a try. So they run the scene, and uh, they get to that point in the scene, and Jeff says his line, his line is, I'm coming home, and he doesn't walk stage right. He walks this way, and the director says, "Hey, hey, hang on, Jeff. When you say when you say I'm coming home, here, you know, watch me walk down here, right here in front of the chair. Just stand here and then deliver it. Okay, all right, let's try it again." They try it again. I'm coming home, and he goes this way, and the director says, "Am I not being clear? Is Jeff?" Walk stage right. The, the lights are set up for this part of the stage. We've got to clear that side of the stage. Actors, are, they're going to enter. They have their entrance in just a minute. Walk over here. And there's little tension on stage with the other actors. There's a little, like, whoa, what is going on? Why? Because rejecting the director's instruction is, in a way... Rejecting the director, you're with me. So here's the instruction, avoid, run, dodge, flee, get out of there. Sexual immorality, eh, pff, well, whatever, that's, that, that's just Paul, that's just Paul. He was always off on something. I treat it lightly. Whoever rejects this instruction it's not rejecting man, but God. And that is the third reason to obey this command. Fourth one, fourth one, last one. God is giving you his Holy Spirit. This is a little encouragement. This is a, just at the, the last part of our passage, a little shot of a spiritual adrenaline. <laughs> you can do this. He's giving you His Holy Spirit. You don't have to go this alone. It's possible for you to do this imperfectly, a three step forward, two steps back. Yeah, 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 I, I know that. But through your conscience, through teaching like I'm giving you right now, through his holy word, through positive peer pressure, through prayer, through all the means of grace. He's giving you his Holy Spirit. This, once again, is the doctrine of union with Christ. We are joined with him through his spirit. And so those are four reasons to avoid porneia. Let's turn the corner then, and let's talk about how to actually do this. Three instructions, three ways, three uh, tools, three means of obeying this tough command. First one, learn to control your body in holiness and honor. Each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. If you want to obey this command to avoid sexual immorality, you're going to have to learn to control your body, just like we do in other activities of life. Like, uh, so raise your hand if you play the piano. Okay. Raise your hand if you play any instrument. <laughs> All right, you got to learn to control your body, right? Uh, if you play the E flat alto saxophone, you got to learn your breathing and your posture and your, your uh, what's that, the tonguing, you know, and your embouchure and your fingers, and you, know, you got to learn to control your body. When you play the piano, certainly you have to control your hands, you got to control your eyes, you got to control your posture, you got to control at least one foot, right? Learn to control your body. I was, uh, learning uh, to play racquetball a few years ago. And I was playing someone who's better than I am, although it was fairly close, and I could never quite get over the the, the hump and beat him. It was close, but after we played, I said, Mark, uh, do you have any tips for me? Like, help me go up to the next level. And he said, well, I notice when you serve, you serve very hard, but I notice it's all arm. It's just kind of a whack at the ball, whack. He said, you need to turn your hips and, and, and your, use your knees, use your whole body and step into it. I had to learn to control my body, to play racquetball. Okay, you understand my analogy. If you want to avoid sexual immorality, you gotta learn to control your eyes. You've got to learn to control your feet. Are there places you will not go? You've got to learn to control your ears. I was at a pastor's conference a number of years ago, and uh, one of the speakers was talking about learning to control his eyes. And he's a, a big, burly guy, and he works out a lot. He would go to the gym a lot. But he went to a a public gym, and it's like the way people dressed there was a potential uh, distraction, you know, very tight outfits, and he just didn't want to be messy. So before he would go in to work out, he would take out his contact lenses, (laughs) and he couldn't see anything. It was like, everything's a blur, you know. I thought that was creative. (laughs) He's learning to control his own body in holiness and honor. Do you have standards? Do you have safeguards? Do you have practices? Are there some radio stations you won't listen to? Do you have standards concerning movies? Or do you just sort of like, whatever? <laughs> well, how's that going to help you avoid porneia? I have a good friend, actually, uh, 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 Well, I won't tell you any more about him. He's a very good guy. He's a dedicated Christian, but I think he's very undiscerning about movies. He goes to dozens of movies a year. He's a big movie guy, and he won't even find out what's playing at the theater when he shows up. He just goes, and it's like, okay, I think I'll see that one. Doesn't know anything about it. What kind of discernment How's that helping him obey this command? Learn to control. Are there friends? Are there mentors? Are there pastors? Are there people you can talk to, like, like, you know, to help each other and learn from each other, like that pastor who took out his contact lenses? How, How to learn this most difficult Christian discipline? Learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. The second instruction, the second way or means by which we can obey this command, do not be like the heathen. See that in verse 5? Not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. So that's a help to us in knowing what God has in mind. We can easily look around at movies and whatever, at your school and whatever. We can easily look around and at the the people who do not know God. That's what heathen means and how they live. And so the apostle, the Holy Spirit through the apostle says to us, don't do that. Do you see how loose they are? Do you see the way they behave? That's the broad road. Go this way. And that's the second instruction. Now, that's the second tip that we can, uh, we can glean from this passage on how to obey this command. It's sort of a negative example, learning, learning by negative example. Don't do that. See their worldview? See their value system? See their concept of what is right? Don't do that. Maybe embedded in verse 5 is a positive implication. In other words, do be like those who do know God. Once again, I ask you, do you have peers? Do you have friends? Do you have mentors? Do you have pastors? Do you have somebody that can instruct you and encourage you? A model to look up to? Do, be like them. Be like them. Do you know anybody that's sexually pure? How'd that happen? Find out. (laughs) Talk to them. Learn from each other. Do be like these positive role models. Do not be like the heathen. And then the third instruction, final one do not take advantage of your brother or sister. In this matter, no one should wrong his brother or sister or take advantage. How do we do that? How do we make it difficult for each other to obey this verse? Oh, we take advantage of each other by flattery, peer pressure, tempting behavior, Tempting dress. Don't do that. Don't take advantage of each other. This is hard enough as it is. We should be helping each other, not trying to pull them over onto the broad road. So those are three instructions. Uh, Learn to control your body. That's a big command. There's lots of different ways to do that. Do not follow the negative example of the heathen, it may be implied as do follow the positive example of those who know God. And number three, don't take advantage of each other. Now, if you take this instruction to heart, what does your future look like? Your future looks bright you will have a clear conscience. You will have a greater likelihood of physical health. You will rejoice in your spouse. You will have the ability to look at each other in the eye if you take this instruction to heart. But what about those of you, those of us, who have fallen? You also will take this instruction to heart. You will confess and turn and receive the grace of God. The full, rich, unmerited grace of God. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Vast, unmeasured, boundless, free. Rolling like a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Look, you guys, God is not a celestial visa card that reaches its limit after a while. He is gracious. He is giving. He is kind. He works with us. He knows it's hard down here on planet Earth. And so if you have fallen, and who has not In this room, you will confess and turn and receive the grace of God. What can we say to those of you who reject this instruction? you can expect your beliefs to come into conformity with your actions. It may sound a little bit backward. We normally think of, you know, I believe such and such a thing. I I believe, I, I value this. Therefore, I behave a certain way. And that's true. We understand that. But I'm talking about psychological theory. It's called balance theory. If you say you believe this and to some extent sincerely do believe this, but you live this way, we're all out of balance and psychologically we can't handle that. It's miserable. And so if you continue to go this way, you know what will happen? You'll adjust your beliefs. I've seen this, you guys, as a pastor and as a friend. Oh, that's just Paul. Paul, Paul. He's going on in the ancient world. Blah blah blah. Minimize. Everybody's doing it. Whatever. I mean, just I'm just I'm not as bad as. Possibly even, this whole Christianity thing is like it's from some other planet. But we can't live with this disconnect between saying one thing but supposedly believing one thing and living another way and so if you reject this teaching this morning be warned your beliefs will come into conformity with your behavior but i am convinced of better things of you brothers and sisters No, you want to live for God and you already are doing so and we urge you in the Lord Jesus, do so more and more. It will be three steps forward, two steps back, right? Keep at it. Keep making progress. Walk in the power and grace of God. Help each other out and he will preserve you until the end sanctify you through and through. He is faithful, and he will do this. All right, here's the passage. Here we go. Finally, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact, you are living. Now, we ask you and urge you, in the Lord Jesus, to do this more and more. For you know what instructions military commands, what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, and that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, And that in this matter, no one should wrong his brother or sister or take advantage. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, whoever rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us by your power and the presence of the Spirit and our union with Christ and the friendship and help of the body and the power and teaching of your word. Help us, help us, Lord, with this tough command to avoid pornea. Through Christ our Lord, amen.